You're listening to the HR Happy Hour Show with hosts Steve Bowes and Trish McFarlane. Since 2009, the HR Happy Hour Show has been bringing you thought leaders, workplace and technology experts, academics, and more to take on the most important and interesting topics impacting work, human resources, technology, and the workplace. Learn more and listen to all the show archives at www.hrhappyhour.net. Welcome to the HR Happy Hour Show. My name is Steve Bose. Great to be with you today. Uh, Trish McFarlane not with us today. She's on the road. We say hi to her and we will see her again soon. But I'm really excited to be here. We've got a great topic today. We're going to talk about employee financial wellness, which is an important topic and one that's been in the news lately. And before we get to the uh, the show and our topic today, I do want to make a couple of quick announcements. Uh, I hope you checked out our last show that Trish and I did with Colleen Curtis from The Mom Project. And if you haven't, I really do encourage you to listen. Uh, It's a great organization that's doing a wonderful job connecting uh, returning to work moms with opportunities at great companies all around the country. So really interesting show and and a great conversation with Colleen. So that's uh, in the archive. Check that out. We are booking shows uh, right now for the rest of Q2 uh, 2019. If you have an idea for a topic or a guest uh, you'd like us to think about, you can tweet us at HR Happy Hour or send me an email, steve at h3hr.com. Also, the Alexa show. I, oh, I better record one today. I haven't done one in a couple of days, but we are on the Alexa device. You can add the HR Happy Hour show to your daily flash briefing. Just look for the HR Happy Hour skill on your Alexa app. Finally, for me, of course, I'll be talking about this for nine months. Uh, the HR Tech Conference tickets are on sale, www.hrtechconference.com. Use my code STEVE300 for $300 off your registration. All right, enough of the announcements. Let's get to the good stuff. We are talking employee financial wellness today. And our guest, I'm super excited to welcome him, is Jamie Calamaridis. He is the president of Prudential Group Insurance, which produces and distributes a full range of group life, disability, Voluntary and Corporate and Trust-Owned Life Insurance. Previously, Jamie served as head of Full Service Solutions and CEO of Prudential Bank and Trust, businesses within Prudential Retirement, a leading provider of defined contribution, defined benefit, non-qualified deferred compensation plan administration, that's a mouthful there, and institutional investment and risk management services. Jamie also serves as a director for Prosperity Now, a national not-for-profit that creates economic opportunity to alleviate poverty. Jamie is a graduate of Colgate University, not too far away from my neck of the woods, and earned an MBA with high distinction from the Amos Tuck School of Business Administration at Dartmouth College. Welcome, Jamie, to the HR Happy Hour Show. Jamie, how are you? I'm very well, Steve. Really excited to be here. I'm glad to have you. Great. Colgate, that's upstate New York, right? Kind of? Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah. Upstate New York, just outside of Syracuse, south of Utica. All right. Sort of. I'm Rochester, so sort of in the ballpark. It's a big ballpark, admittedly, but yeah. uh, yeah. Great. Well, that's awesome, Jamie. Great. Uh, Welcome to the show. Great great to have you. So, hey, we're going to talk financial wellness. And I'll just, for for listeners' uh, sake, I just wanted, I've been interested in this topic for a while, but I specifically reached out to Prudential because of a TV commercial I saw not too long ago. Uh, I don't know if it was CNBC or CNN, but one of those kinds of networks. I saw this really just great commercial about employee financial wellness uh, from Prudential. So I reached out to them and uh, we were able to make this happen. So uh, Jamie, let's just start with some level setting or context setting. 
why right now in 2019, right? Roaring economy for a decade or so, more or less. But why is employee financial wellness a really important issue right now? Yeah, so Steve, thanks, thanks for asking. Uh, this is the central issue. First, we should probably define what financial wellness yeah, is. Yeah, that would be great. And, and, I, and I have a really simple definition of it, is as a consumer, I don't want to run out of money today, tomorrow, or in the future. I want to be okay. I want to be secure about my finances and not worry about them. Now, the challenge is, that's the definition, being okay, not running out of money today or unexpectedly tomorrow or the next couple of weeks or in my retirement. The challenge right. is 78% of individuals in the U.S. don't feel financially secure. Wow, that's staggering. So that cause, it is, and it causes stress. It causes stress for you, me, my brother, my sister, our parents, our employees, and it's it's rather staggering. According to Prosperity Now, as you mentioned, I'm on mm -hmm. their board, uh, 40% of individuals across America don't have enough money saved in liquid assets. That is money they could eventually get to, uh, to cover three months worth of expenses at the poverty level. That's wow. about $6,000. So if they have a disruption, they can't cover their basic expenses and they could go into bankruptcy or they could lose their house or all kinds of financial stresses. And then we also know that almost 64% of individuals don't have enough money in cash right now to cover an unexpected expense of $500. Right. So you get into that fender bender or you have an unexpected medical bill. And sure. you have to you have to go into that savings pot if you have one. And if you don't, that's causing a lot of stresses. Jamie, thank you for sharing some of those statistics. They are incredible. And I think that I think more of us, are, we a lot of us are aware of them. Right? Many of the folks who are listening to the show, maybe those of us, you know, at, at various times in our lives have felt those stresses, that, that little bit of financial insecurity. And it's so funny you mentioned the Fender Bender. I remember my dad, when I was much younger, used to always, he kind of would down home the importance of having that little emergency fund set aside. And he always used that example as well. Like, what if you, what if you bang up your car? What if you need new tires? That, that was his go-to example of uh, trying to instill in us the fact that we needed to have that, that little pot set aside. But um, it's really, it's, it's, it's remarkable how prevalent this issue is. And I think about it, and we're going to get to the kind of the employer side of this in a second, but I, I think about, boy, if this were like a medical condition, right? Like if 78% of the workforce, I don't know, had high blood pressure or something like that, you know, we'd be like energized to really do something about it. So it's, uh, it's interesting how um, employee financial wellness, uh, how, that, how that sits in kind of the mindset of uh, employees and employers. But uh, Jamie, you know, what, the other reason I thought about this a lot too was not just because I saw a TV commercial, which was cool, which it was, was uh, – the government shutdown a couple of weeks ago seemed to really bring this issue front and center on, on the minds of lots and lots of folks. I, I, I did you notice that as well? Did, were, oh, oh, did you take an interest in all the stories we saw in the news? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. We heard and we knew and we saw people that were affected by the government shutdown, people that missed one or two paychecks. Right. Uh, in Connecticut, where I live, I heard a lot about the Coast Guard not getting paid, right? All the other armed services got paid, but the Coast Guard and all their employees didn't get paid through that time period. And that put, put enormous 
stress on those families. Um, Prudential has just released a survey, actually, looking mm-hmm. at the impact of those uh, uh, of what the government shut down on both federal workers and the general population. And we found that during that period, that those that were employed by the federal government, 83% felt much more or somewhat more stressed during the shutdown versus only 42% versus the general, of the general population. So it almost doubled the number of people that were stressed because of that shutdown. And we also found that almost half of the federal workers fell behind in bill payments and four in 10 had to increase their debt because of the federal shutdown. This is a real impact to them. They didn't have the savings to be able to withstand just a little bit of volatility in their income or expenses. And it's not only the gig, it's not only the federal workers that, uh, that face this, all the contract workers as well. The gig economy faces this too. Yeah, Jamie, thanks for sharing some of that data. It's, and it was remarkable, right, to watch these stories. And they were really heartrending, right? Many of them that I saw. I know I saw a dozen of them, if not more. I, mean, I eventually kind of felt like oh, I got to tune this out. But just workers, uh, one paycheck, two paychecks, et cetera. And I'm not, I'm not making light of this at all. But it's like, wow, I'm thinking... This is just a few, a little bit of disruption, right? That'll, that in, in, in the impact it was having on people, their families, uh, the, the, of course, the essential services they were looking to provide, in this case, government workers like the Coast Guard, right? The essential services they provide. But these could be any kind of worker in any workplace, right? Like, um, uh, it doesn't have to be that dramatic, right, to see the impacts uh, to people and ultimately to organizations from a little bit of uh, disruption or, or insecurity, uh, Jamie, I mean, I know it sounds going to sound a little silly coming from like the HR Happy Hour show. We talk mostly about the workplace and in, in, in the workforce, et cetera. But I mean, are there some basic, simple things that we're just not doing? Like I can remember my dad, like I said, like I said always tried to remind me, you know, save for that fender bender. Are there some simple, basic things that you guys recommend uh, people do to just protect themselves from these kinds of uh, disruptions to income? Yeah. When, when I think about disruptions to income, there are three major causes for it. One is loss of income or uh, a, uh, an emergency sure. expense. We, we can put that into one bucket. Another one is a disability. Now, yeah. we oftentimes think of young people not facing a disability, but sometimes uh, a pregnancy or having to be out of work, someone else's disability uh, is going to cause you to miss work and therefore miss income. Right. And the other one is death of a breadwinner. And uh, all three of those are the, we think that an emergency fund, disability income insurance, and basic life insurance are the three sort of things that can protect you against these unexpected shocks. Now, you have to have money to buy these things or to save for these things. So, right, so there are some basic things that we recommend. The first is uh, tax season is coming up and many people, Uh, deduct more than what they actually owe in the long run because they don't want to have a tax bill and they end up getting a tax refund. There is a very simple form. It's called Form 8888. And it allows you to split your refund and put part of it into your checking and part of it into your savings account. So go check check out Form 8888 and split your uh, refund. Put part of it into 
your checking account so you can pay down those bills or go buy that uh, thing that you were looking for, but put half of it into an emergency savings fund and put it aside and keep it aside. Uh, another sort of uh, tip that we have is if you get paid bi-weekly, it mm -hmm. turns out when you're in a month with five Fridays, you get an extra paycheck. Right. Of course, so, the, the so, free paycheck month. I remember those. Yeah, yeah. The free paycheck month, right? And yeah. so we suggest if you get paid bi-weekly, budget monthly, get paid bi-weekly, and you get two free paychecks a year. That's a so great idea. put those yeah. aside for emergency funds as well. And then uh, there are a whole bunch of things that you can do to take advantage of the full benefits that you have at your workplace. And make sure, especially during enrollment time, that your once you go through your 401k and your health plan, go look at the rest of those benefits because a lot of those that companies offer can help you during these times of financial stress. Your employer in the workplace is a great place to be able to find help for these sort of uh, challenges. And you can be prepared about them as well. Yeah, Jamie, I'm glad you kind of brought that into it, right? The, the, what's happening in, at work and in, in, by employers, because I mean, that's kind of the gist of also what I wanted to talk to you about today is the role or maybe the opportunity here for employers to help address these issues. Because, and I, I'll bet you've got some data on this too, but certainly having 78% you know, of the workforce essentially, right? suffering some kind of financial stress has got to have an impact at work and on work performance and organizational performance. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about what can employers really do here and what, what are some of the, the, the savvier employers doing already to try to help their workers address these, these challenges and the stress? Yeah. So it, 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 not only what are they doing, but why should they do it? Right. Right. So some, some of our, some of the list, your listeners may be saying, Okay, is this my issue? And, <laughs> exactly. Uh, be, be, before I before I adopt what I'm doing, before uh, I'm interested in doing things, and and some employers think about it's their issue because they think of it from a moral issue or a common good issue, but Prudential sees and many other organizations see that if someone is distracted at work, but by financial institution by financial issues, mm -hmm. and there are studies out there by um, MSNBC and Mercer that suggests that people on average spend two to three hours a week at work thinking about personal financial issues, distracted. Sure. That, that, that upwards of eight or 9% of unplanned absences are due to financial stress. Um, that, uh, that all these things, if a person isn't engaged because of financial stress, they're not given the best performance that they need for the company. And so what we're seeing is that the uh, that organizations, that heads of HR are realizing that their employees are financially stressed and they are coming up with solutions to how to reduce the stress. And it turns out that the workplace is a great place to do it because not only is that the source of these people's primary source of income, but it turns out that employers can buy in bulk, can deliver lower cost, better risk, uh, diversified solutions. Mm -hmm. And we have an opportunity to use um, the government's 
uh, ability to have auto enrollment in certain plans, right? This is really popular in 401ks. 60% of 401ks have automatic enrollment. Well, it turns out the Department of Labor just in December extended that automatic enrollment privilege from 401k plans to expand to all ERISA plans. So now you can automatically enroll your employees in an ERISA life insurance plan or an ERISA covered disability plan. And we can help a lot more workers with this. Um, only 44% of workers sign, that have access to a disability plan sign up for it. Okay. 51, 51 million individuals in America don't have access to a disability plan. So if you don't offer one, your employees could really use one. And <laughs> right. A, right, a disability income plan uh, allows when someone has a disability to be able to pay the rest of their bills. Yeah. Right. Health insurance pays the health bills. This pays for the rest of the bills. And most companies that offer disability income insurance actually provide help on getting the employee to return to work faster and earlier. And so that's sort of an extra service that employees, employers are doing. And then the most innovative people that I see these days are creating emergency savings solutions within their 401k plans for their workers. Now, you, yeah, my, and, and that's my, one I've not, I've not heard of, Jamie. Can you maybe explain yeah, how that works? I'd be happy to. So uh, my company, Prudential, uh, it administers 401k plans. That I used to run that part of the business. Okay. And uh, they, um, what we offer is within every 401k plan, there is an after-tax component to it. It All looks right. and feels like a brokerage account. Right, you're allowed to contribute up to I think it's eighteen thousand in 2019 to the pre-tax component to it, mm -hmm. or to the Roth component to it. But you can contribute more than that, up to fifty-five thousand um, dollars, in an after-tax component. And it looks and feels like a brokerage account. Well, what we've done is we allow our consumers to name a specific amount that they want to save in an emergency savings bucket. And your first contributions fill up that bucket. And as that, when that bucket hits the amount you want saved, 500, 1,000, or 2,000, then all the other money, your future contributions go into your pre-tax bucket. But by the way, your employer is still matching your emergency savings. And when you need access to these emergency savings, you call up your 401k provider, in this case Prudential, and say, I need access, I've got an emergency, but you don't have to go through a hardship withdrawal because it's your money. It's gotcha. the after-tax money. Yeah, you don't have to get a you don't have to yeah. get a loan from your account because it's not a loan. It's it's your after-tax money. Yeah, because dipping into the 401k, right, was always, I, I, you know, I'm not an expert on any of this, obviously, it's why we're having you on the show to, to help us learn. But uh, that's the one thing I'd always been told, right, my whole life, don't do that, don't ever do that. That's the last, you know, that's the last uh, case emergency, right? Don't do that. Penalties and tax penalties and loans, et cetera, et cetera. Like, so yeah, to know that that's an option that's available is really interesting. That's right. So there, are, you get triple taxed hurt by taking it out of your 401k. But yeah. we figured people are calling us for these emergency needs. How do we create this after-tax solution? And we've got this really simple thing that's already within people's 401k, but we've created the administrative solution to allow people to do that more effectively. And now when they call us and they have this component, we can say, yes, it's your money. It's been invested in this uh, guaranteed good interest rate product. And 
you can have access to it. But in the meantime, it's not quite so easy to get to like it's a checking account. So you don't have the threat yeah. that you're going to go out and spend it on tomorrow night's dinner. Yeah, that, that little extra hurdle of you, have, you may have to make a phone call, et cetera, to, to get to it. It's there if you need it. But yeah, you, it's not there if you uh, want to order an extra pizza on Friday night. It'd be too difficult to, to get to right for that kind of a thing. Right. So that makes sense. Yeah, I love that. So, so at the workplace, there are all these solutions. I talked about three challenges, emergency savings, disability and life. And right. with automatic enrollment into life and disability and this emergency savings solution, we can take care of the vast majority at the workplace of people's financial stress about unexpected expenses or loss of income tomorrow. Now, yeah. we still need to take care of the other pieces of financial wellness, budgeting and coaching. And yeah, I wanted to in get into fact, that, a little bit of the educational yeah. side of this, Jamie. I'd love for you to comment on, on what kind of a role the employer can play here in just helping people make better decisions around money, essentially. Yeah, so the employer is a great spot to help employees because it turns out uh, the Edelman Trust Survey barometer uh, just came out and uh, mm -hmm. sure. for 2018 and for 2017 as well, they found a whole bunch of institutions at the bottom of the trust level, uh, right? Uh, uh, organizations that you would normally think. And the U.S. government is not great on that. Yeah, that I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Out, I know the government didn't yeah. come out so hot in that survey, right? But, but it turns out your employer is at the top of the list. Right. So you, the, our employees are trusting our employers that they are watching out for them. So here's the employees are naturally turning to the employers. And what are they looking for? They're looking for basic education that they didn't get in their schooling or their household as they were growing up. They want to understand budgeting. They want to understand basic fundamentals about financial wellness of basic definitions. They want to understand estate planning. They want to understand how to, how to prepare for retirement. How do you file social security and plan for Medicare? And they want to have an understanding of what is this disability income insurance and am I really likely going to need it? And it turns out, yes, one in four people file for disability over the course of their career. Wow. And so it is, there is this, um, intense need for education and coaching and tools and employers should be looking to their providers of their employee benefits like a like prudential for coaching and uh guidance at life events um, we provide really targeted help we provide solutions for free that will come on board to an employer site and provide free education to their employees. Sit down, talk to them, and then we're happy to do one-on-ones afterwards. But we're gonna to talk to them about estate planning. We're gonna to talk to them about budgeting. Non-soliciting, just education. Yeah. We're, rolling out, we're rolling out counseling uh, and coaching for uh, changing behaviors. So, hey, I'm gonna start a budget. I need to talk to someone. Hey, I'm having a little bit of struggle about this. Do I, can I get some tips about how to do it differently? Um, We've got uh, advice and counseling for individuals when they uh, are changing jobs. So you can talk to our uh, advisors. Yeah, I mean, that's a, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop go you there, Jamie. That's a great one right yeah. there because I'm going to tell you what, and I don't want to embarrass myself here, but I, I bet I'm not alone here in saying like I probably have like 
some stray 401ks out there just in the wind, right? From from jobs from a long time ago, right? Like, and you, you just kind of leave a job and, and it's just one small element, right? Of, of, of your financial plans, et cetera. But like, like no one helps you with that, right? No one says, hey, you really should go, you know, figure that out. It's just, I don't know, you because you get so worried up and caught up in life and going on to that next job and figuring stuff out. Maybe you're moving, right? All the things that happen when you, when you transition from one job to another, and that stuff gets left behind. At least I know it, it's happened to me in my life. That's right. So there are... Everyone focuses on health insurance and transitioning to health insurance. You get that big package about COBRA benefits yeah, and yeah. you're thinking about that transition, right? And that's really important to make sure that you remain covered. But your 401k, your savings, don't leave those behind. Consolidating them makes it easier for you to keep track of them. And you should be comparing where they are and what the prices and availability of different uh, uh, offerings are. Compare the price of your previous 401k to your current. It might make sense to leave it at your former employer. If prices are different, it might make sense to roll it over to an IRA. But in most cases, a workplace-based retirement plan is going to be cheaper than an IRA. Yeah. Um, and then last, the last thing people don't remember is you can oftentimes, if you have group life insurance, you can oftentimes convert it to an individual life plan policy. Okay. So if you're in a more risky category, it might be cheaper for you to convert it to an individual policy. Uh, it might be better for you to do that than to try get, uh, to go um, buy, it, buy it by yourself on uh, the open market. Yeah, Jamie, thanks for thanks for all those tips. Uh, they're great, by the way. And I should have had you on the show like five years ago to, to help me out. But uh, the yeah, it's it's such a it can be confusing. It can be complex. And as we know, it's a real problem, right? With some of the statistics you shared earlier in the show about how many folks are just facing some form of financial stress and potential financial hardship. We saw it in the government shutdown in, in those stories. And we may see it again as we record this. Uh, uh, hopefully by the time it posts, uh, those folks will get this thing straightened out. But uh, a whole bunch of people could be facing those 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 issues again, right, with, with the government stuff. So um so Jamie, last thing I want to I want to just have you share, and, and and I know you've sort of hinted at this, or not hinted, but you've talked about this in the last few minutes. But just one last bit to wrap up for this show. People listening to the show are HR leaders, benefits leaders, etc. And maybe they're doing something here. Most companies are offering four hundred one k or something like it. But if if they want, if an HR leader, or benefits leader wants to do a little bit more, wants to try to really get into this uh, issue uh, with their, with their workforce, um, talk to their, their provider, like Prudential, what else can they do to kind of kickstart something like this in the workplace? Yeah, I think that they should think beyond just the traditional, uh, benefits. They should be thinking about, uh, discovering and doing an assessment of what their employees' needs are. You can go out and look at the general population in your geographic area by looking at the prosperity now scorecard. You okay. go to prosperitynow.org and their scorecard. You can look up your geographic area or your state, your town, and you'll have an understanding of generally what the needs are of your employees if they live in that area. And uh, people like Prudential offer more in-depth analysis of your employees as well. The second okay. thing is you need to design a program that meets their particular needs. It might be student loan debt. It might be emergency savings. Yeah, that student it loan is be, a big one, right? I, I've been reading about that it, a lot. It's a about, big one. What, yep, and, yep. And, and a lot of employers are starting to reach out and think about how do I help my employees manage the trade-offs of paying down or consolidating the student debt versus saving in the 401k sure. or creating an emergency savings plan. People like Vault 
which is a company that Prudential invests in, uh, that uh, offer these sort of services uh, to in, through the workplace for employers. Okay. And then, then they should inspire change. And inspiring change has to be a holistic approach. There has to be uh, both coaching and education, but there also has to be tools and advice, and then also the solutions uh, to actually not just tell people what they can do, but be able to provide the answers. And uh, if, if employers want to know more, they can look up the wellness effect at uh, Prudential's website, and we can okay. they can learn a lot more about what other HR professionals are doing and thinking about this. Yeah, Jamie, those, that's great for uh, sharing those resources. We'll put the appropriate links, of course, in the show notes uh, as well. I didn't know about the Prosperity Now site, which is a great one to check out. I'm going to do that right after the show. And of course, we'll be sharing... Um, uh, how you can learn more about what Prudential's are doing as well here. Cause like I said, the impetus for me and great, it, w- it was not just the issue, but you caught, I said, I want to do a show on this after when I was reading and, and seeing all the stories about the government shutdown and, and then, y- you know, uh, you guys addressing it. So, so um, upfront and uh, explicitly and publicly, you know, like I said, I mentioned the commercial I saw a couple of times, but I, I just think it's a great topic, a great conversation and a really important one. So um I was glad, uh, Jamie, uh, we were able to take a few minutes to talk about it today. Yeah, my pleasure, Steve. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Jamie Calamaritas from Prudential. We're talking about employee financial wellness. Hugely important topic. I encourage everybody to to check out the resources Jamie talked about. The links will be in the show notes. And uh, great conversation. So uh, I hope uh, everybody enjoyed the show as much as I did. So uh, thanks again, Jamie. Wrapping up the show. So thanks again to everyone for listening. Thanks, Trish McFarland. We'll see her next time. Uh, my name is Steve Bowes. A reminder, please subscribe, rate, and review the HR Happy Hour wherever you get your podcast. Uh, that's it from me from the HR Happy Hour show. Uh, thanks so much for listening, and we will see you next time. And bye for now. Thanks for listening to the HR Happy Hour show, your source for information and conversation on work, the workplace, technology, and more. Learn more and listen to all the show archives at www.hrhappyhour.net.